0: hello ladies welcome back happy new year to everybody this is our first recording officially after the new year happy 2022
1: 2022 okay. I can't believe that I read a funny thing today that was like I feel like 2022 is the ex boyfriend that you think about taking back for the third time because
0: he swears he's changed that's totally accurate except for in this scenario we don't have a choice we have to take 2022 it's here I know I just <laughs> don't trust like it, it yeah
1: it's like it's the last man on earth and you already know he's bad
0: but <laughs> you're like maybe maybe this is the third time's a charm yeah i i feel like you and i are probably not helping the uh easing into 2022 either by starting off with a dry january i've i haven't quite regretted that decision yet but (laughs) it's gonna be a
1: long time can i just say to whoever invented dry january like sober october i get you're like coming off the summer you had a great time dry January, especially in Chicago, it's so flippin' cold and miserable up here and you're just stuck in your house all the time.
0: See, you and I have completely different perspectives on that because in October, that's when everybody in Arizona starts to go outside. <laughs> that's like football season, everyone's tailgating, it's like October fest, like beer festivals, and everyone is outside in October. We've been cooped up inside all summer long, so <laughs> it's like totally flip flop. Okay, well then that's
1: here's the thing i think the trends have like expanded throughout the country and maybe you guys started the trend of dry january and we started sober october which technically not to get competitive but i think sober october sounds more fun
0: it definitely does sound more fun dry january sounds dry okay well then
1: i'm gonna forget dry january i'll wait till october
0: (laughs) don't leave me hanging no i'm in it you're
1: we'll, we'll be continue to be our accountability buddies
0: Yes, we will do that. Did you, I feel like you and I didn't really talk that much over the holidays. Like we kind of did our family thing. How were your holidays?
1: They were good, busy. Um, My in-laws were in town and my, well, so my sister-in-law and then my father-in-law were here and it was so nice to have them. Um, Can't wait for them to come back. They're like some of my faves. So that was really, really fun. What about
0: you guys? Ours was good. Ours was pretty low key this year, which I actually preferred. We had the kids on Christmas day. They were with their mom on Christmas Eve. So that was nice. And then my husband and my stepson went to Colorado the week after Christmas and actually went skiing. So they had like a little boys trip, which is the first time they've ever gone anywhere, just the two of them, if you can imagine that. He's 17.
1: That's adorable. And honestly, like a memory he'll
0: remember forever. Totally. They had a blast. They went to Keystone. They had really great snow, said it was super powdery. Um, Shortly, well, let's see. I think it was New Year's Eve. I came down with a cold, which is why I might sound like an octave lower tonight or sniffle or mute myself to cough, but I feel better today than I have any time in the last five days. Um, I spent the weekend on the couch binge-watching Ted Lasso, which I really had been avoiding because it just didn't seem like my thing, but my husband convinced me to watch the first episode, at least, when I was on the couch all day, and I did, and I have no regrets. Have you watched that? No, but now I need you to tell me all about it offline. I will. I will. Jason Sudeikis is hilarious and amazing, and they have, like, a boss bitch as one of the leads there, which I totally appreciate. And her wardrobe is fierce, so. Sounds, I mean, hey, anytime there's a boss bitch and she dresses while I'm in. Um, So our topic this week that I wanna get into, so we've, we've gotten a lot of messages recently in our Instagram DMs, a couple emails, and this has come up on coaching sessions lately too. And it really is around respect and struggling with stepkids respecting either the stepmom, the household, the bio kids that are involved in the blended family, and really just kind of how to handle that. So I have a couple different scenarios that I pulled through some of the comments that we got. And I just, I just felt like the questions were coming from all different places, which means there must be a lot of people struggling with this type of thing. And me in particular, I mean... My stepkids are 20 and 17, so surely there were times throughout their, you know, I think it's been seven years that I've known both of them. So there were surely times through the tumultuous teen years where there was disrespect that happened, uh, and I can I can talk through some of that. But it really is hard. I mean, it's not easy to set boundaries and to try to earn respect from kids that sometimes already don't want you there.
1: Yeah, and I think it's one of those things that it's hard enough when you're in an intact family. And the example that comes to my mind is the other day, our son didn't even ask me the question, but went out into the kitchen when I was getting ready and asked my husband if um, so he, something he wanted to do. And my husband, of course, was fine with him doing it, but he's like, did you ask your mom? And our son said, yeah, I asked mommy. And so loudly, my husband says, hey, did he ask you if he could do this? And I said no. And then it was a teaching moment of we don't lie. Honesty goes much further. You know, lying's not going to get you what you want. But when you're in um, a co-parenting situation where even if there's slight angst, that gets convoluted, right? And so you put in all these different personalities. And I think it's i'm not surprised that's a huge struggle with a lot of stepmoms and co-parents that that follow us so yeah i think it's great we're talking about that
0: yeah you bring up a good point i i think we've said this on a lot of episodes actually is that sometimes these issues that you're dealing with as a stepmom are not just unique to step-parenthood they surely can be amplified in a lot of situations but if you were to ask any parent that has young kids or teenagers if they deal with disrespect or they deal with lying or manipulation in their home, I would be willing to bet that 99% of them would say yes at some point. That's just that's just part of becoming a parent, which for me, I mean, I I became a quote-unquote parent you know, midway through my stepkids' lives. They were 10 and 12 at the time. So for me, I'm jumping into parenthood with them at that age and trying to figure out like, oh shit, how do do I do this? How do you parent a 10 year old? Meanwhile, I'm like Googling, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like Googling, what's the right thing to say when they say this? Like, I did not have a lot of resources. Really what I should have been doing is looking at more parenting type resources for that type of thing, because a lot of the advice is totally applicable. But for me, I think earning the respect or gaining the respect of your stepkids sometimes starts at the very beginning. And when I met my stepkids, the way they met me and I was introduced to them was a total slow roll, right? I knew them in a group situation first, and then eventually they got to a point where they saw, I think, that I was getting closer with their dad and they liked me and I was fun because I never really tried to force conversation on them. I just kind of let it happen naturally and would ask inquisitive questions about their lives when it felt like they were open to talking, uh, which is like trying to throw darts blind, honestly, with kids that age, you never really know when they're going to be open to talking or not.
1: And it could be they're open to talking for three minutes, you ask the wrong question, and then the door is shut. They're like, get out. Right.
0: (laughs) It's, It's definitely a delicate balance. But I think the slow rolling was really important. And I think the way that they met me and were introduced to the idea of me was really important. But then when it came time to me spending more time at their house from day one, my husband always set the expectation that Bailey is an adult. She is to be treated just like any other adult in your life, whether that is your grandparents, whether that is your teacher, a doctor, a family friend, a babysitter, anyone. So. I think setting those expectations up front, especially if you haven't moved in together yet, uh, or if it's early on in your, your cohabitating relationship, making sure that those boundaries are set. And more importantly, they're set by your significant other with their kids. Because you can't just be the stepmom coming in and being like, you have to treat me the same way you treat your teachers and grandparents. That's just, it's not going to cut it.
1: You just hit the nail on the head. And I think that is so key and where so many people miss the mark of, hey, listen, set the expectation and then really make sure that it is a rule, right? So you don't have to be a dictator or be overboard, but you should want your kids to be respectful and not treat someone poorly. I think that's just like general teaching your kids morality and and how to be a kind person. So I do think it needs to come from the biological parent, though.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. And this, to me, it doesn't really matter whether or not they're small school-age kids or adults living in the home still. I, I got this message from a girl on Instagram the other day, and she was saying... You know, here's the spread of the kids. There's four of them. Two of them lived at home, and one was an adult living at home still, so like a 23 year old. And she was saying the 23 year old is a total asshole to her and treats her like shit and like calls her names. And she'll ask him to do something, and he'll be like, Yeah, no, you're not my mom. And my first question was, how is your husband handling this situation? And she's like, well, he kind of just brushes it off and tells me that I need to handle it. And I'm like, you need to go sit down. <laughs> you need to park his ass on the couch and be like, please listen to me, because this is how this is supposed to happen. I just, I cannot see a world where... the I mean, you're automatically putting the stepmom in a shitty situation if you're forcing her to try to force your kids who are already having issues with respect and boundaries to respect her, like, do you you hear how crazy that sounds? I think that's, if he's 23 years old and I were in a situation
1: where I was, I don't know how long they've been married, but where I didn't have a partner that I felt like would stick up to their adult child for me, I think I'd be sitting down with that adult and saying, hey, listen, you may not like me. You may not like that I'm around, but like, we need to have mutual respect for each other. And, you know, I, If you feel like I've treated you poorly, please let me know, that's never my intention. Like, you can fully have that conversation. He is 23 years old. (laughs) 100%, yeah. And if he still treats you like an asshole, then I think you just need to say, hey, listen, like, if you're not gonna treat me kindly, then I just don't have room communicating with you. And if your significant other isn't happy about that, then well, I guess he needs to have a talk with his, his son.
0: Yeah, I just, I can't imagine what that must feel like, being in that household where there's that constant tension. And I I told her, I'm like, listen, you deserve to have peace in your house. And if there's something disrupting that peace, you should address it. And I totally agree with you, your point on sit down with the kid and be like, dude, we... It's not fun for anybody in the house. Like, if you think it's fun for the teenager to like torment you and constantly harbor this like fear and disdain towards you, you're probably wrong. I mean, they probably don't want to choose to live in a household like that if they could choose a happier household either. So maybe there's something you missed along the way. Maybe there is something that you're doing that just triggers them for whatever reason. But yeah, at 23 years old, you should be able to have a sit down conversation and be like, dude, what are we doing here? What is happening? Right, but even to your point, I think the best way to avoid any
1: sort of convolution is that dad should go to him and say, hey, listen, you may not like this entire situation, but like this isn't how I raised you. I want you to be kind. If you don't feel like you can be, let me know. And, you know, we can try to figure something out to where I don't, you know, I don't know whatever that person's scenario is, but that's a tough one. It
0: it is a tough one. And it really blows my mind how many times I will ask the question in return of how is your husband or how is your partner handling the situation? And they say he's not. And he just doesn't do anything or he's he's not sticking up for me and that breaks my heart. Do you think it's a dad guilt thing? I think you're on to something with that. And that was something else that I had mentioned because the one of the other girls that was messaging with me on Instagram was saying you know he gets really defensive whenever I bring something up about his kids, and we had—I forget what episode we talked about this on. I'll have to look back and, and reference it at the end of the episode. But there was an episode where we had gone through like how to have tough conversations with your significant other about his kids and the the way that they're behaving. And I do think there is dad guilt there, right? I mean, there's something to be said about the stepkids that seemingly are either spoiled rotten or get away with murder because the dad worries that putting any pressure on them might push them further away or might give them reason to not want to be with him or go stay with their mom full-time. And I've talked about this with my stepson, too. I mean, my stepson is 17 now, and even still, I feel like his mom lets him get away with anything. I mean, she caters to him when he's there, or at least she did when he was younger. And we would hear stories from my stepdaughter on, you know, this is what happened over here. And meanwhile I'm wondering why is he such a nightmare when he comes over? Well, that's why. And when I try to empathize with his mom, I have to assume that. I have to assume that it's it's mom guilt, right? So it can come from any biological parent. It's mom guilt and her feeling like I don't want to give him any other reason to not want to be here and to not want to be around me. And that's probably really hard. But what I had told her is you have to, number one, put the expectation out there with your husband when you're having this conversation that like this is a big deal. This is not just a while you're cooking dinner, I'm going to casually mention it and maybe it's going to start a fight or maybe it's not going to go the way that I want it to go. This is a we need to sit down and we need to talk about the environment in our household because I'm not happy. And I really need your support because I want to be happy here and I want us to be happy together, but I can't do it alone. And these are the things that are bothering me and how it's affecting me personally. And if you do that, and his response is anything other than absolutely, I want to hear you out. You know, It's my job as your husband to make you happy too. Then you need to take a step back and do some reevaluation like that to me would just be so concerning, whether it's a situation about your kids, whether it's a situation about work, not having a supportive husband in that scenario is just weird to me. Why do we make exceptions like this? I don't get it.
1: I think that whether it's mom guilt or dad guilt, if you're if you feel like your partner is in a scenario where they have some sort of guilt for the, the divorce or the breakup and there's kids involved, They have to come to the realization that if you harbor guilt like that and you become basically a person who walks on eggshells around your kids because you don't want to upset them, that's not a real relationship, right? So if you have a conversation with your kids and and they say something that you disagree with and you just completely back down, right, because you don't want to upset them there's a way that you can continue the conversation and communicate. And that I, I think would strengthen the relationship versus making it about guilt or not wanting to harm them further. I just, I've always been of the mindset that if you walk on eggshells around your kids, because you have fear for the future or, or how they may carry resentment towards you, you're only damaging your relationship with them versus doing any sort of positive relationship building.
0: Not only that, but you're also not intentionally, but you are damaging the kid. Because the real life reality is that people around you don't just walk on eggshells everywhere you go. (laughs) Like your work, your boss, your school, your professors. I mean, every step in their life is going to lead them to people that are going to challenge their way of thinking and at some point disagree with them. So, the more you cater to that, and the more you try to tread lightly just so you don't upset them, the more you're teaching them that that's how the real world is, which is going to be the complete opposite of what they're going to experience when they, they actually get there. Um, my stepdaughter is is getting a, a dose of this, and we didn't, we didn't really ever walk on eggshells around them. It, my husband has always been a firm believer, and treat your kids like adults, even when they're younger. Don't baby them. Don't don't treat them like their children talk to them like adults and we've always done that with his kids and i i really feel like that's part of the reason why they're as great as they are now and my stepdaughter is dealing she has a roommate situation right now and i'm 99.9% sure her roommate does not listen to this podcast so i'm going to go ahead and talk about it anyways um but You better ask before her, you before you launch this I will i'll totally give her a heads up um but The roommate situation is a nightmare. I mean, they're trying so hard to communicate and set boundaries with each other, but they're on complete opposite sides of the spectrum. You know, my stepdaughter is telling her roommate, I don't like when you do this, this makes me mad. And her roommate is basically like, well, that's just how I am. What are you talking about? And like, they just, they cannot find common ground. And I feel like I've been like, roommate coach 911 for the last six months that they lived together, but they just they can't figure it out. And it's been really challenging for her because she's like, I've never, never dealt with someone that I can't find a way to effectively communicate with. So if you teach them those skills early on, they're more likely to do better at that later in life. And I think my stepdaughter is an excellent communicator, albeit she's 20, she's young. I'm sure she still has a lot to learn. I think in If you had a kid that was used to just getting catered to in every scenario, it would be a much different situation for her.
1: This is super important for me because there's a large portion of time that our son is really an only child in our house. He loves his sisters, but he spends a lot of time with just his dad and I, and It's super important that he doesn't feel like the world revolves around him or that he gets his way 100 percent of the time or even 70 percent of the time just because that's what he wants. Right. So I think it's for us, at least our style of helping him to understand is like overly explaining things in a way that he'll make sense of. And that almost feels like, is this too much for his age? But then. Anytime we do that and we run into a scenario or even it's like cool to see him interact with my nephews because they'll be doing something and he's like, okay, do you know about the golden rule? So you have to treat others the way you want to be treated. And he becomes like this walking, like, okay, I know what the right thing to do is. And here's how I'm going to try to explain it to someone who's younger than me. And I feel like he learned that from us because that's how we communicate with him. And I just think that's, much better than kowtowing to them or feeling like um, you have to just give up on the conversation because it's a losing battle either way.
0: You're, you're spot on. Um, so I wanted to read one of the messages that I got on Instagram just because I, I felt like it was a good example of kind of what we're talking about now. Uh, so I won't name her name, but she says, hey there, I recently found your podcast and loved your episodes. Very useful advice. Thank you. She said, I heard you mentioned a message, you guys, for questions. So I have one. I haven't heard any episodes yet that talk about adult stepkids, but I know one of you has a st- adult stepdaughter. That would be me. Uh, here's my situation. My stepdaughter is 22 years old. I came into her life at age 16 and it did not go very smoothly. It had just been her and her dad all her life. The parents split when she was a baby. I have four of my own children, three of which still live with us. I've tried so hard to be a friend to her. I've done so much for her and try to show her I love her, but she's pretty much rejected me from the start. I set my foot down with her one time after two years of being in her life and and she didn't talk to us for a year. I simply told her she had to respect her father and I in our home. Anyway, we now have a polite and cordial relationship and I bent over backwards to try to be kind to her and include her in my heart and home, but she's continued to be passive-aggressive and rude to me and my children. It's clear she only cares about a relationship with her dad, but now it's at the point that I can't stand being around her because it's so uncomfortable. She makes underhanded comments all the time and will literally ignore me if I speak. I've begun to disengage from my own sanity, but do you have any other advice?
1: Okay, my face as you were reading that... <laughs>
0: Her face, if anybody could imagine the little emoji with like the big red eyes And like <laughs> that mouth white. I Yeah, there's so there's a lot to unpack there, right? Really? There's the number one, the issue with her being disrespectful towards <laughs> sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot ignore. Lisa and I are on video and I'm fairly certain her husband just like army crawled behind her to try to find
1: Okay, somebody. he's honestly cracking up. Uh, he
0: thinks he's funny and that was hysterical. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was good. He thought you couldn't Definitely see him. not going to cut that out because any everybody should have like a picture in their mind of what that was like.
1: I think he thought that the video was up higher that you wouldn't be able to see him. That was fantastic. <laughs>
0: anyways okay so first there's the issue of the stepdaughter being disrespectful towards her what are your thoughts
1: that's a really hard one to be honest because she knows better she's old enough to know better so what so 16 so she's probably 18 or 19 now i would assume she's 22 she's 22 now. now okay i missed that part yeah that's like especially if there's other kids around that are still living in the house. I assume they're
0: younger. She didn't say how old her kids were, but there's four of them. So I've I've got I've got to imagine they're younger. She said three are still in the house. <sighs> that's rough.
1: I that's I mean my first thought is since she's the mom to the other four kids, I think that The daughter is only damaging her own reputation of herself with the rest of the family by treating her stepmom the way that she is i think i don't know if the dad has had conversations with her or what that looks like the extent to that but obviously like a serious conversation needs to be had and it's probably like a group effort
0: yeah i agree and when i had asked her in return again, what is your husband's involvement in these conversations? She basically said, you know, he's not, he's not been as supportive in setting boundaries as she would like him to be, which then is leading to resentment, not just towards a stepdaughter, but towards her husband as well.
1: So I had a friend and I don't know if this is the same scenario, but I had a friend who had a stepdaughter that I think she met her when she was 13 or 14, maybe a little bit earlier. And... When her and I became friends and she was telling me about the situation with the stepdaughter, the stepdaughter was in college, and I want to say she was, like, 20, 21. And same sort of thing. They had a child together later on in life, and behind the scenes, the husband was, like, totally catering to the daughter, was, like, giving her money and not telling the stepmom and really... I think putting them at odds between each other versus dealing with the situation and making things cohesive. He was lying to his wife about his involvement in financials and how much he was really supporting his daughter, who in college, you know, there's some level of support that he should definitely be providing. But and I think he was also telling his stepdaughter, don't tell her that I did this or paid for this trip for you or, you know, X, Y, Z, which I think unknowingly put a wall between the the daughter and the stepmom. So I'm not saying that's happening in this scenario, but you know, I would evaluate all aspects of why this could be the relationship and her feelings towards you.
0: Yeah, I agree. And she said like her husband's come a long way now, but what I hear a lot is this notion of he just doesn't get it. And to me, if my husband is not understanding something, I I would try again, <laughs> like change your method, right? Like be steadfast in your goal, but flexible in your method. Because if you've tried to communicate something one way and it hasn't worked, you need to try another way. You need to try a serious sit down. And if that's not working, consider going to therapy or counseling, because again, it's important that your voice is heard and that you feel like you can have peace in your home and in your life, and that you get the respect that you deserve. And I mean, she had even made comments like she had invited her to like a holiday meal and she completely ignored her or made like inappropriate comments about someone not being a planned pregnancy to one of her kids or just just like weird, rude, inappropriate stuff. And she's like, every time I bring it up to my husband, he makes excuses for her.
1: Yeah, and I'll say that it's been probably five or six years since that scenario with my friend, and it has gotten better now that the daughter is engaged and supports herself. I think that helped tremendously in in the relationship there. So again, I don't think it's one of those things that will be this way forever. 22, she still has some maturing to do. I remember myself at 22, and I thought I knew everything, and lo and behold, I didn't. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think there's definitely something to be said about timing when you have conversations, especially things that are gonna be like deep and um, don't do it like right after everyone's finished with their calls for the day, that's bad timing, right? So maybe get him in a situation where you're both relaxed and ask him like, hey, I wanna talk about something serious. Is this a good time or are you gonna be stressed? I think that's always my first question to gauge like, do we need to wait or can we like have this conversation what's going on
0: yeah everybody has to be in the in the right zone in the right mood to discuss things like that i agree with you and i mean i also just dear husbands like if you need to tell your husband to listen to any part of this podcast you can have them start at the 30 minute mark of this one or around there if you really care for your wife or the stepmom in your life you should also care about Her feelings and her needs and those are vows that you made in a marriage. So please listen to her. Please take her seriously and please understand her if you care about her at all. Please.
1: Also, another idea is write a letter and then just say, hey, this is some stuff I want to talk about that's like really been weighing on me, but I want you to read it whenever you feel like you're open to talking about things that are difficult with me or and really understanding where I'm coming from
0: yeah open to feedback. Actually, I love that idea because it puts the the when on them. So it's and it's not like a bombardment, and it takes away the opportunity for there to be like some sort of battle and like combativeness around it um if if anyone needs help writing a letter or wants help with the conversation, we're we're always here to help out. So let us know. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to talk about here, which uh, is kind of shitty and tough too is sometimes the animosity that's happening in the household is caused by misinformation from the bio mom and caused by things that are being said that are either true or untrue either way but are leading to the stepkids feeling like I I can't be friendly with my stepmom and I can't be nice to them because my mom says xyz or my mom says this about this household what how i mean how how do people handle that what do they do
1: that's one of those things that a you got to pick your battles b you can't control what other people say about you so i think to continue to be who you are and be positive as much as you possibly can and just show them what's I don't think you have to say anything really, unless they want to have a conversation with you about things that have been said, just be you and people are either going to love you for who you are. or They aren't. And that's their choice. That's not your choice. Unfortunately. Um, again, you can't control what what's being said
0: about you, but
1: live a life that shows who you are.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I think, what people show and how they act speaks a lot louder than what they say, and also choose to just not speak poorly about her in return. I mean, just because she's saying bad things about you or unfavorable things about you does not mean that it gives you a free pass to do the same. I just, I'm a firm believer that you just never say a bad word about the other parent in either household. You just don't. It's not fair. It puts your kids in the middle. And if you give a shit about your kids, you wouldn't do that to them.
1: Well, and at the end of the day, they're always going to side with their parent. That's their parent. So that's like a no-brainer, right? Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but you know what I find super cringy? But like, it's like a train wreck that I can't look away from. These stepmoms and bio moms who are going back and forth like on TikTok.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely down that rabbit hole too. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
1: I cannot even imagine. And like thinking that their kids are either already following them or at some point going to be able to see like okay you guys are sending each other videos back and forth and it'll be like oh she posted this video about me like can we just stop doing that
0: how exhausting like you need to find a new hobby ladies I mean if so much of your life revolves around another person in your blended family situation in a negative way imagine how much energy that's draining from you and like what could you be doing with that negative
1: really think of how energy you would yeah look yeah i
0: just don't like that no. at all it takes so much more energy to be angry with someone than it does to just like let it go
1: 100 percent.
0: i have no time for that zero all right i would rather the last be,
1: thing that i would rather be focusing on dry january
0: <laughs> dry january is a buzzkill literally again. sorry <laughs> so the last thing that i wanted to touch on which isn't necessarily around respect, but I think it's kind of in the same vein, is stepkids dominating time with the husband and the husband not really making time for the stepmom.
1: Ooh, my thought on that is if you share custody, then really he should be focused on the kids when they're with him during his time or with you guys. Like, I think it's important that everybody be incorporated And for him also to have his own time with them. So that's twofold, right? Like you don't want to monopolize his time when he could be spending time with the kids because they're not generally with him um, 100% of the time. But if you have the kids 100% of the time or even 75% of the time, dude, date night. Set it up. Even if it's you. I know it's a pain. You got to get the sitter. You got to coordinate everything. But if it's important to you, girl, just do it.
0: Yeah, you got to make that kind of stuff happen. And I totally agree with you on the alone time with the kids too. It's not, it's important to create family time that involves everyone. But I remember, I think it was sometime when my stepdaughter was like a junior in high school, there were times where I could just tell because she and my husband have like a really special like daddy-daughter bond that I just absolutely love. And there were times where sometimes I'm like, I'm kind of the third wheel here. And when I realized that, I was like, no, it's actually really important that they have time together alone without me. Totally.
1: Even as a mom and a dad intact, I love when my husband says, hey, I'm going to take him and we're going to go do this. Like, hello, heartful, spend time with your kids.
0: Yeah, I agree. And as I mean, as someone who grew up with a dad who lived in a completely different country, which is if you listen to the episode where we had my mom on, you know all about that, probably more than you wanted to. But um, I I didn't get that time with my dad one-on-one really ever. I mean, even when I went to visit him, I was never alone with him. It was always him in the restaurant or him and my sisters or him and my stepmom and my sisters, or it was just me and my sisters and me and my stepmom or me and the nanny. I mean, I really never got alone time with my dad. And that's something that, that made me sad. And I didn't really have a good enough relationship with my stepdad until I was older to even want alone time with him. So the majority of my childhood was spent with no alone time with any sort of father figure, which I'm sure my therapist can unpack for you, why why have all the issues that I do Should we because have of her that? On as a guest? <laughs> right? I assume Please, it's a no. female.
1: <laughs> it Divulge is a female.
0: <laughs> Tell us why Bailey is the way that she Ooh, is. Sign your HIPAA release, <laughs> <laughs> right? So I I think it's so important for your husband or partner, significant other, whatever, to have alone time with their kids. And for you to have designated family time, but then, like Elise said, make time for a date night. That stuff is important too.
1: It really is. So we have uh, date night once a week.
0: I love that. We definitely try to do date night at least once a week, and then on occasion there will be like a random impromptu date night that we're both just like had a crazy day at work, and we're like, can we just cook get some sushi or something? I don't want to cook. That's the best. I just need to relax. Yes, love that. <clears throat> losing my voice. All right. So that i I'm hopefully I'm not giving you the cold virtually. <laughs> so that was a lot to cover, but I think we covered most of what I got messages around. If for some reason we didn't cover what you specifically wanted to ask about, I think Hopefully most of you know how to get a hold of us, but if you don't, our email is stepmonsterpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at stepmonsterpodcast. And if you like our podcast, we would so appreciate a follow, uh, get notifications when we publish new episodes so that you can be the first to listen. You can write us a review on Apple, and I think you can actually also write reviews on Spotify now too. So if you can do that for us, we would so appreciate it. And we are so happy to be here and creating content for you. So happy new year, everybody. Happy new year.